0: Our senior pastor, pastor in our midst, uh, uh, we we just leave you with God, whatever He has for you for us today through you. We are all ears, and we know that certainly we will not leave here the same because of what the Spirit of God will do through you today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let, us, after, let us pray. Let us pray. In for the privilege we have to hear your word. Your word breaks yokes. Your word heals. Your word restores. Your word shows. Your word brings life. Your word gives wisdom. This is an hour of blessing. Exactly. Not more important than your word. Right. Help us to honor your word. To understand the place of your word in our lives. Mm-hmm. When we are, forever, we are not here forever. So that the days you give us, Lord, they will maximally produce for us. Amen. Oh, it shall be full. Amen. We pray. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about the tongue and your blessings. The tongue and your blessings. You know, our theme is blessed. But we do know that um, it's not new to many people that we are blessed. And we've been talking about our blessings in Christ. But what is not too common, is that we don't always enjoy that blessings. And we just don't want to be talkers. We want to be people who are real, who experience these truths, that are absolute truths, absolute truths that the Holy Spirit testifies about. So we want to look at the role that our tongue plays in our lives and our blessings. You know, many people have no idea, I'm telling you, that their lives are shared by what they say. Many people don't even believe it, let alone watch what they say. Our lives turn out exactly what we believe over time, over years, and we now believe them and we're saying them, they show up in our lives. And because we don't even remember, we don't connect them. We don't connect them. And we can't violate scripture that teaches us that that is true. Now, after today, I think we we will really learn and see the roll our tongue, please, and make sure that we are using it correctly so that the blessings will flow. Now, look at scripture that um Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13 3 is in TPT, it says, guide your words and you will guide your life. Guide your words and you will guide your life. Which means if you don't guide your words, your life is thrown out, out there. It says, "Guide your words, and you guide your life." But if you don't control your tongue, it will ruin everything. It will ruin everything. In another translation, it says, "Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life; he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin." I mean, this is the word of God. I don't know how many people think that this is true. I don't know how many people remember this. I don't know how many people realize that this is, this, is, this is true for everybody. You know, and the Bible tells us that our thoughts shape our lives, but our thoughts show up in our words because our thoughts eventually produce what we say because out of the abundance of the heart, the man will always speak. So in Proverbs 43, it says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. That is absolutely true. Then 24 says something that we're going to be talking about a lot more later. Never say anything that that isn't true. This can ruin people's lives. Have nothing to do with lies and misleading words. This can stop you from walking in your blessings because you tell lies. The The scripture says so. I didn't say so. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by what your your thoughts are. He said, but never say anything that isn't true or oh, how, we, how we violate these scriptures. And we don't even realize that it affects us. Have, have nothing to do with lies and misleading words. In Proverb 18, 21, he says, what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. So we just have to accept the consequences of what we say. So what I see that we sow, and they produce for us. Now, the other thing is that our tongue is the steering that stirs your body, stirs your life. It can lead it to, to prosperity, it can lead it to destruction, it can even lead it to hell. So, the steering you have in your car is what starts your car out of, out of accident, out of this. So, our tongue starts our life either into a wreck or into life. James chapter 3, I'm reading from verse 3. Horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that we can control and guard their large body. And the same with mighty ships. It is comparing what we know. The horses, the way you control horses, is one thing you put on their mouth, Bridle you put on their mouth. That's why the Bible uses the same word to bridle your tongue. The want to put on your mouth to control horses. If you pull it this way, they go that way. Pull it the other way, they go that way. In verse 4, I started talking about ships. Now, we know that ships are big, and then it sells in the sea where there is mighty winds, but those winds don't control where it's going. It goes where the engine and the, and the pilot is leading it by a little rudder that they have. That's what they're talking about in verse 4. And the same with mighty ships. Though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, so they pass through storms, we have passed through storms of life. All of us do. Yet they are stirred. It's not the storms of life that start your life. It's not the storms of life that moves your life where it's going. It is your tongue. Yet they are stirred by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the hem. He said those, those storms of life, it's not what. She, it's not what." She, Moves us where we're going. We think, it, it, we think those storms are the things that move us. No, 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 The Bible says, no, it's not that. It says like the ship that has a little rudder and then the, the, the captain stays at the helm and uses that little thing to control it in spite of the, in spite of the storm. That little thing would move the ship the direction of safety. And so he says the same is with our life. And so the tongue is a small part of the body Yet it carries great power. That small thing that controls that big ship has great power because it determines the direction of the ship regardless of any storm. He said, just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest aflame." flame. It's now beginning to tell us how that small tongue can, can cause a huge trouble in somebody's life. And the tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of wickedness and is the most dangerous part of our human body. It corrupts the entire body. And it is a hellish flame that demons use it. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. What you say can follow you the rest of your life. Very few people realize that this is true. So we just talk anyhow. And don't even bother. We don't even worry. Now, uh, the scripture says that we should avoid corrupt words. They They defile the Christian and block your blessings. Words like lying, telling lies. It will defile you. And so we should speak the things that are true, the things that are honest, the things that are just, the things that are pure, The things that are lovely, the things that are good report, the things that are virtue, the things that are praise. These are the kind of words that will bring the blessing. Any other thing will will block your blessings. Evil words constantly pollute and opens the door to the enemy. Remember, the the word demons or Satan is originally flies. It's a word used to, for, for flight, the big flies. So when we are polluted, when we, when we are spiritually polluted, it creates a spiritual pool. Those words are like pool. And what it does is it attracts the flies. It's like pool. When you speak them, it's a spiritual pool. Mark 7, 14. Then Jesus called the crowd together again, saying, hear my words, all of you. This is our Lord talking. And take them to heart now. What truly contaminates a person is not what he puts into his body, but what comes out of it is what creates the contamination, the poo. That's what makes a person defile. Just like poo can defile you. You smell. The same thing he says, what comes out of us makes can defile us and we smell. I don't know if you know that almost every, every demonic spirit has stinking smell. Demons smell and they stink so bad. Especially the immoral demons. They have the worst stinking smell ever. You don't want to smell them. The words we speak, if it's evil, smells. It has stinking smell. Lying words stinks, smells like demons. The father of liars thinks. Mark 7, 17. When, when, when Jesus went back home and away from the crowd, his disciples acknowledged that they didn't understand the meaning of the parable and asked him to explain it. I'm reading New Living Translation, verse 18. He answered them, Are you or are you as dull as like the rest of them? <clears throat> Don't you understand that you are not defiled by what you eat? For the food you swallow doesn't enter your heart. It goes into the stomach, only to pass out into the sewer. This means all foods are clean. We should take note of this. The Bible said by this saying, he sanctified all food. Jesus approved food. All of it. Verse 20, he added words. See, now he's teaching words and deeds pollute a person, not food. Words and deeds pollute a person, not food like those demons smell. Words, evil words smell like them. It stinks like them. And so First Peter 39 9 goes on to confirm, are you hearing me? Yes. We are no, hearing no, you, we are yes, all muted. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I just want to be sure you are hearing me. I'm not we are all me. hearing you, we are all muted. Okay. Okay, First Peter 3, 9, now confirms all of this. I'm reading TPT. He said, never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly. Not insult those who insult you. Why? Those words of insult stink. They smell. Jesus said, don't. Let them insult you, but don't use, use, don't use that word. It's stinking. If it defiles you, it creates spiritual pool. You start stinking. Like those demons think, he said, but instead respond by speaking a blessing. This is the one that he said the Bible calls a sweet smelling savour before God, it's, it's divine perfume, it's, it attracts God. Divine perfume, the Bible describes this as a sweet smelling savour. That there are things that go, mm, God smells it, and God loves it. Oh, wow, this is awesome! So he said. He said, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them. Why? Because a blessing is what God promised to give you. Don't ruin it. Don't let the devil trap you into speaking these insulting things. You think you are getting even, but what you are creating is spiritual poo. At the end of the day, it blocks your blessing. I so said, because a blessing is what God promised to give you. So don't go speaking those things. That creates an environment. Do you know, if you visit a home, I don't know if any of you know that. If you visit a home and evil words have been spoken there, you will sense it immediately. If husband and wife are quarreling, if you enter that house, you don't need to be told. You will, Your spirit will pick it up. You, you know that something something is going on here. That The environment will be uninviting. It will be repulsive, I'm telling you. This is absolutely true. When people have gossiped and talked, when they come around you, you sense it. They, they are aura, You know, you sense this. This is absolutely true. You sense this out, they can't even look at you. First Peter 3, verse 10. For the scripture tells us, whoever wants to embrace true life and find beauty in each day must stop speaking evil. Hurtful words Oh, you don't say, Oh, because they spoke evil words against me. No, the Bible says don't. Because you are called for a blessing. Hurtful words, never deceive. Don't tell lies in what you say. Always turn from what is wrong, whether it's word or action, and cultivate what is good. Speak only good words. Eagerly pursue peace in every relationship. Make it your price. I was telling somebody, I say, please apologize. Apologize. I say apologize all the time. The devil can't. We always throw this trap for you so you get angry and start speaking that word. But if when you begin to apologize and make peace, you can't speak those evil words. Your environment will be smelling nice, man. And the angels will be wow, this is an amazing place to be. Swear, for the eyes of the Lord, Yahweh rests upon the godly. His heart responds to their prayer, but he turns his back on those who practice evil because he's thinking. It totally stinks. Evil works will nullify the faith of God's word. Mark seven thirty, making the word of God of non-effect. You see, there are things that will make the word of God of non-effect through your a tradition which you have delivered, and may, and many such things, other things that you people do. So the devil desperately wants to pollute us. Boy, that is what he wants to. He knows. He knows his things, so he wants us to speak his word. For instance, isn't he the father of liars? Is he not the, the manufacturer of lies and evil? Is he not the evil one? So if he stinks, all his actions think. So he wants to pollute us. So he wants to take over and say things that will pollute us Christians so that he can have access sex and, and, and eat us like lunch. And we, we don't even know what's going on. And we're speaking more thinking, if he said to me, I'm going to talk to him, I'm going to do this to him, the devil is laughing at ignorance. You know, Peter didn't know the devil took over his mouth. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. For then, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law he will be killed. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. The devil took over Peter's mouth. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. He's talking about divine plan. Peter is rebuking him for saying what God wants to do. And Peter began with prayer. Heaven forbid. Lord, he said, prayer. Heaven forbid this. But that's what heaven planned. He said, this will never happen to you. you now you see, you hear this kind of advice, you think, oh, sister, God bless you. Probably I mean, the devil talking. It's not every advice that you should listen to. The Bible says, be careful how you hear. If it's not in line with scripture, run for their life. I don't care how they pray. They can pray like house on fire. Forget it. The devil speaks through people. And he clothes he it in religious things, so you swallow and embrace. Peter said, oh, heaven forbid, Lord, no. If you had this advice, wouldn't you say it's a good one? He wanted to save his master from pain. And he said, this will never happen to you. 23, Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. Shut up, devil. Get out. you are taking over this mouth. You're talking to me. You are a dangerous trap, too. You are seeing things merely from human point of view, not from God's point of view. Jesus said, you are setting a trap with the words you are speaking. I'm not responding to that. Brethren, how many traps has he set for us? True people will fight, we quarrel, will, they did this to you. <laughs> the Bible says, God will deliver us from the traps of the father, But this is the way he delivers us. is by teaching us what to do. It's by showing us what to do. And then the devil tried to get Jesus again by words. Mark 12, 13. And they sent unto him certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians to catch him in his words. The devil sets trap. So we can say things that pollute, that smell, that stink, that harm us. And we say it casually. We can be saying it to a friend. Like Peter was a friend, a trusted follower, one of the big guys following Jesus, an elder. If you use the younger ones, you can say this actually. He used an elder, somebody who knows, you should know. He selects his, what he wants to do carefully. So the, 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 the devil set him to catch him in his words. He does that to me, you, everybody. But do, can we come to realize that our words affect us? First Peter 2.22 He was guilty of no sin. Neither was the sin Gal ever found on his mouth. The devil fell. He felt. He was guilty of no sin. And the Holy Spirit emphasized this. He didn't say... He was guilty of no sin. He didn't commit adultery. He didn't commit sin at all. But the Holy Spirit brought out this one. Now that was deceit. Guy ever found on his lips. The Holy Spirit pulled it out and said to the church, don't speak evil. Look at this one. If you want to see good days, don't let the devil take over your mouth. Don't, don't, don't. And then the result is look for, look at the result of his words. In Luke 4, 32. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For his word was with power. Why? It was never polluted. The devil didn't succeed. If the devil succeeded in polluting it, his word will not be with power. It will be stinking. Go come walk in that kind of atmosphere. We call it atmosphere for miracles. Yes. We cannot speak for the devil and for God. Note that. Nobody does that. James 3, 9 to 12. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we cause human beings out. And when the thing comes, we don't even care. We start talking. Anger will talk. He said, and with with it, we cause human beings who have have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth to Come praise the Lord, oh, hallelujah, and cause in letter after service. Why? Oh, if you know what he told me, what he did to me, you're falling into a trap, serious trap. Oh, you're falling into this trap. The Bible says if you don't guide your mouth, you ruin your life. And then the scripture says in that, James 3, my brothers and sisters, this should not be. Why? Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Can you speak power and cursing? Can you speak healing and death? Can you? Speak? He said it's not possible. You see why we, we shout at the devil and yell, there's no power in all of it. Because the tongue is not sanctified. It's a us. Jesus was with power. They tried to trap him in words. They failed. He didn't pronounce their word. It was not their spokesman. He said, I came to bear witness to the truth. Case closed. And the scripture says, My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear an olives and a grapevine bear figs? A fig tree, you come, you are looking for olives, you find it on a fig tree. You're looking for the grapes, you go to a fig tree to find. It. Neither can a salt, a salt spring produce fresh water. You see what affects us? Affects our prayer, affects our binding, losing, shouting, yelling. It's no power there. We cannot be spokesman for both kingdoms. It doesn't happen. Matthew six twenty four. No man can serve two masters. This is the word of God. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and demons and mammas. We cannot participate with demons and with the Lord. We have to choose who's ma- who controls our mouth. It doesn't work sharing. There's no sharing in this thing. First Corinthians 10.20 No, not at all. I'm saying that these sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to participate with demons. Who is the father of lies? Satan. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons too. You cannot eat of the lost table and at the table of demons too. So the scripture say, come out from among of them and be you separate. 2 Corinthians 17. Keep your mouth separate. Come out from among of them and be you separate. Wherefore, come out from among of them and be ye separate, say the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Don't speak unclean things that defy. I will receive you and I will be a father to you. You shall be my sons and daughters, say the Lord, then the power will flow. God wants us to present our whole body to him, our tongue to him, not share not share to Romans 12. 1. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies, that's our mouths too, to God. Because of all he has done for us, he died for us to set us free. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Then this is truly the one way to worship him. If you remember what I was teaching on Thursday, that you can't worship a God you don't know. Worship includes service. That when you know him, you surrender everything to him. You can't worship a god, you don't know his worth. You think this is a church with the go, make with the go church. Now you will think me and me, I they go this way, they go that it's not like that. The Bible said the true worship that Jesus was talking about. If you know that God is God, Jesus is Lord, you bow in your heart and your action. You surrender your tongue to him, your whole body to him. This is truly the way to worship him. And if they don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, they say they talk anyhow. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's way, which, which, which includes controlling your tongue. So we need to speak as oracles of God 1 Peter 4 11 if any man speak let him speak as the oracles of God if we have respect for God's word well, this is God talking to us including me so I, there's, I don't have option he didn't leave me any option he said if I must speak at all we have mouth but he said if you want to use it use it as oracles of If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God gives it, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. And everybody say, Amen. Then, remember what we said at the retreat. Christ my life. My mouth is his mouth. That's how Jesus lived. The life of his father. John 14, 10. Believest thou Not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. This mouth surrender to him. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he dwelleth his work. He's the one that using my mouth. Why? John 10, 13. I am my father. I one. You can't say my mouth is his. Remember we say this in, in, the, in the retreat. Maybe we are forgotten. John 14, 24. He that loveth me not, keep it not my sins. And the word which you hear is not mine. But the fathers which sent me, they tried him to speak their word. He said, no. No. Speak for my father. Aren't we supposed to be imitators of God and followers of Jesus? You know God uses our tongue, uses our hand. Because our hands, our mouth is his own. So remember what we said at your retreat. I think I'll go through that a little bit. To remind us what we said, we said in, in Acts chapter 4, verse 20, they prayed, the apostles prayed this wonderful prayer. They said, Lord, by stretching forth thy hand, they're asking God to stretch forth his hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. When God answered that prayer in, in chapter 5, the Holy Spirit recorded that the hand of God was their hand. God didn't come down. Because they are the members of the body of Christ, so when God answered that prayer, he, he, the, the Holy Spirit said, "The hand of God was the hands of the apostles. The mouth of God is the mouth is your mouth, because you're a member of His body." Acts five twelve, and went and by the hands of the apostles, they prayed straight for the hand God. The Holy Spirit said, "Yes, God did it." Which hand did God stretch for? The hands of the apostles. We are many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Acts chapter 4 verse 13, Lord, set forth thy hand to heal and signs and wonders may be done in the name of the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Acts chapter 5 verse 12, by the hands of the apostles, we are many signs and wonders wrought now among the people. And they were all we want to call in Solomon's port. So if God will speak power, is by my mouth, is by your mouth, by the by your mouth, God will speak healing, speak deliverance, speak power. We are the mouth that God has here. So our mouth are actually his own. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians six fifteen. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Really? Yeah. My mouth is actually part of Christ. I can't use it for anything else. Should a man take his body, quit his part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Can I ask the same question, can I take my mouth and give it to the devil? Because the devil set a trap. Made me angry, made me mad, did stuff to me. Now I said, I surrender my mouth, quit his thought, mine. I use, I abuse the mouth of God. He said, Never. Never. Remember the story I told you about Watch My Knee? Someone asked me, Watch My Knee. Very interesting. Watch My Knee was a Chinese a, a, a evangelist, a preacher, powerfully gifted. A man of faith, strong man of faith. So someone asked what, what's my name, who was a notable Christian, to come and gamble with them. He told them that he had no hands of his own. Can we remember that we have no mouth of our own? So if you are tempted to say, you "Say no, I can't. I don't have this mouth. It's not my own. They were all surprised when he said, I have no hands of my own. They said, we can see your hand now. And what do you mean you, you have no hands of your own? he told them that what they were seeing are not his own. Can we remember this? My mouth is not my own. I can't use it to speak evil. They were bought with a price. He cost God his son to buy them. They, were, they are now his own hands and not, and, and he owns them. He, he said, I have no right to use them. Only him uses them. As you use your own hand. These are his hands. Christ is now my life. I have no more life of my own. That's what Paul said. It's no longer I that live it. I don't have any life of my own, but Christ. So everything is Christ, man. Isn't, isn't it that our mouth belongs to him? So when we, when we use our mouth to speak, to speak all these things that are evil and ungodly and lie and gossip and quarrel and fight, is that how, is that is that our mouth? Do we really have a right to do that? Is that, is that an abuse of what is not your own? What should be there is his, is his word because he, the mouth is his own. Romans 10, 8. But what does he say? The word is near you in your mouth in your heart, that's where the world should be in your heart and in your mouth that's why he paid that price and bought all of us we are, we are now his own he uses it to create he uses it to break resistances in our heart to plant to burn off to put the devil where he belongs he uses our mouth Jeremiah 23 29 it's not my word like as fire, said the Lord, like a, a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Is it not the word of God you speak? It breaks the rock of sickness to pieces. The Bible said the word of Jesus was with power. It was breaking sicknesses to pieces. Destroying the works of the devil all over the place. Setting it on fire. Burning this whole thing that the devil all the chaff that the devil planted, the world will come full, just, just cut it off. Hebrew 11.3. By faith to understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So he uses it to create, uses it to produce, uses it to bring stuff to it. So he said, by faith to understand that the worlds The words were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen, we are not made by things which are visible, so that the things we see are created by things that are not seen, but the words of God bring it into reality. Is a sword in our hand. To cut to pieces everything the devil is doing, Cut it to shreds. And God uses our mouth to bless. I'm just telling us the kind of thing that God uses our mouth to do, to bless. Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. You see that again? But the only such that is is good for building up, to build people's faith, to encourage people, to restore people as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear here. Grace, mercy, forgiveness, not vengeance, not anger, not retaliation. Grace. Christ, the Christ of grace. That is his mouth. He wants to give grace to those who hear him. I didn't merit it. He gave to me. Why, should he, why shouldn't he give to another person? He said, no, don't use corrupt words. Don't. I don't speak corrupts. No guy was finding my mouth. I don't speak like that. That mouth is my own. I want to give grace to them. Say, Lord, they don't merit it. Yeah, you didn't merit it too. You know, I told somebody, I said, before you go and tell somebody what somebody did, tell them what you've been doing yourself and see how you feel. Start with yourself. Before you go and be pretending you are better than somebody, tell some, tell them the sins you two committed and the things you commit in your heart. T- say it. See how you feel before you begin to talk. So God heals and sets people free if we let him, so that our, our words can be words of power. Mark 7, 27. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. About this time, half of us have left the church. Oh, that pastor, Do you hear what he said? (laughs) And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For these saying, for these words that you spoke, it's not for prayer, nothing. It's the words you spoke. It's for these saying. Go thy way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. It's done. Go for this saying. She had other things you could have said. The devil would be there. She could have murmured, complained, You call me dog. Is it because I came to see you? The devil did get to The child die. For this saying, humble saying, words of faith, words that is pure for this saying. Go How many times God is wants to do something and He finds us saying things that are evil? And we wonder why things are not changed. How many times Jesus say, if I come, will I find you in faith? Or will I find you there gossiping, quarreling? I remember my mentor told the story how. They were praying for one woman who was sick, and the Lord suddenly appeared there. He said, I came to hear her, but she will not let me. G- Jesus appeared there. He said, you see, I, came, I came here to hear her, but she won't let me. And she disappeared, and that was it. How many times God wants to do something for us, and we won't let him? Because our, we must get even. We must talk. We must talk. must say it. I must say my mind. Be saying your mind, now. Be saying your mind, but that's not the mind of Jesus. For this saying, go that way. The devil is gone out of that daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the devil gone out. And her daughter laid upon the bed. Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Send the word to heal, to deliver from destructions. You know, the scripture says, I, I like this one in, in Proverbs 12, 18. There is one whose, whose rash words are like sword, trust, sword, trust. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. See, there are people, their words is like sword, trusting into people's hearts, fighting here, cutting this person down, destroying this person, talk, 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 talk. But there, there's another tongue, the tongue of the wise, that brings healing, brings healing brings healing. Healing to relationship. Healing to the body. Healing in the body of Christ. His words will always bring healing. Others' words is thrusting like sword. Cutting here. Fighting here. Quarreling here. Proverbs sixteen twenty four. 24. Kind words are like honey. Sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Healthy for the body. Kind words. Kind words. Healthy for the body. Proverbs 10, 20. The words of a good person are like pure silver, but an evil person's thoughts are worth very really little. There are words that are worth little. The Bible calls them vain words. Words of evil. Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech always be gracious. The grace of our Lord Jesus. We, 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 we our ministry, ministry of reconciliation, not ministry of uh, looking for his right. Be gracious, yeah. Seasoned with salt. I used to argue a lot. Oh, I will win the argument. Oh, why wouldn't pride? God of mercy. I used to argue I, my wife, I would, if she said one, I will say five. If she said two, I would say ten because I must win. And she won't bother, <laughs> bother me. She won't bother me. She won't bother me. Then my husband, don't care. Then one day, she, she, she taught me something that another brother just recently told me, said, you know that uh, that thing that your wife taught you, I've learned it too. He said, he said to me, said, why do you want to win an argument? Why don't you aim to win the soul by love? You can win an argument and lose the soul. The thing cured me instantly. I realized how foolish I have been. My words were not always gracious. I wanted to be recognized that I've won. It was prideful. I wanted to win. That person is wrong. Everybody must see I'm right. people watching me, I I didn't even care how it affected them. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. One of my pastors that I worked under, the wife was oh my God. I mean, I saw with my eyes, she would talk to this man like he was nobody. Before me, Throw us at him, insult him openly, and the man will keep quiet. And one time I met this, his wife. He told me, he said, I've changed. I said, really, what happened? He said, everything I tell my husband, he won't bother. He said, when we are praying, he'll be asking God to bless me. <laughs> he said, How is he God bless my wife. Oh, I love my wife. He said, we pray that prayer all the time. He said, "And because I, if, if I'm talking, nobody is talking back to me. So I look like a mad person. So I told myself, I said, what you are doing is nonsense. See, it's in the contrast. His life and her life, contrast. She saw it immediately. She saw the difference. He didn't hear the preacher. She, she corrected herself. He said, I've stopped. He said, I've totally stopped. Because what he's doing is too different from what I'm doing. Let your speech always be gracious. We are saved by grace. It's gracious words that bring salvation that bring help that allow Jesus to walk, not fighting sword war that pierces people. What you say is what you, God does for you anyway. It's what God does for you. Numbers fourteen twenty eight. 28. That's why to remind us where we started, that what, we, what our, our life is controlled by our words we're coming, we're coming back to say, it, so they begin to wind down this thing. What you say is what God does for you. Say unto them, as truly as I live, said the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. My late mother, beautiful woman, one of the most beautiful women as anybody saw. All very kind, very, very loving. My mother will give you anything. She said, over her dead body, will I be a pastor? She kept saying it. I said, Mama, you are going to pass a world well. He said, over my dead body, oh, he said, I would rather die than see you be a pastor. She died and I became a pastor. She died. I became a pastor. She died. Even the day, the day she died, she saw that she was going to die. She saw it. She was telling people, "He said, these people will kill me. The a shorter kid that took her car. Exactly what she was saying over a time, boom, happened to her. Numbers 14, 28. Say unto them, all, As truly as I live, said the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Mark eleven twenty three, 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Whatever you are saying. It's, it's casual comment, talking to friends. You keep saying, ah, the economy is bad. Though. Oh, this is bad. <clears throat> and you go. The television people will feed you more. You can't be confessing all these things. You are going to have them. The Bible says if you keep your mouth, you preserve your life. If you don't, you destroy it. Be careful how you hear. You are going to have them. Nobody can pray you out of that. It's a spiritual law. God says "Sure, so. As soon as I live, all those things you are saying, I'll do them for you. Proverbs 18, 21 confirms this by saying death and life and the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Now, I want to read some scriptures about gossip. Gossip, so that you run away from it. Let me tell you, gossip destroys. Run away from it. Keep go, away from a gossip. Keep away from a gossip. Save your life. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Is that what anybody wants to participate in? Jesus said, if you are not gathering with me, you, Catherine. He said, if you are scattering. He said, if you are walking with me, you are gathering. So this one that separates, obviously, is not walking by the spirit of Jesus. Proverbs twenty nineteen: a gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang around with ch- chatterers. This is the word of God. Don't hang around with all those gossip people, gossip groups. There are many groups who, all oh, they do is gossip. They say their fellowship is gossip center. Gossip The Bible says, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Run for your life, lest they affect you with poo. Proverbs eleven thirteen. A tabular reveal secret, but he who is a faithful spirit conceals the matter. He said, These people who gossip, they are not faithful people. They are not faithful people. They are not faithful people. Leviticus 19:16. Do not spread slanderous gossip among your people. Do not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is threatened. I am the Lord. My prayer is that God will help us understand what we are saying this evening. And prayerfully take, surrender our mouth. To the Holy Spirit. No man can tame his mouth. Only the Holy Spirit can. Surrender it to him because it belongs to Jesus. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I just want to thank you for the privilege we have to share and to trust you with this word, trust you with your people. Only you can change our lives. Only you can give us understanding. Pray that you give us understanding in these matters. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.